Dustin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. Hey, Maurice, how are you doing? I'm blessed. How are you? I'm I'm highly favored. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Black History Month. Yeah, Happy Black History Month, 2021. Yes. All things black and beautiful. Are you excited for what the month has in store? Um, cautiously excited. You never know with. Right. Well, we're done with the first. Then... You know, we're done with the first month of 2021, so that's kind exactly. of like exactly exciting. It flew yes. by. Not really. So, I was doing the vegan thing for Veganuary, and oh, how'd that go? <laughs> it was a struggle. I mean, it didn't go that badly. So, um, I just realized that it's just not for me. Um, because I, I was telling you, I think I ordered um some food from my um Planta, the Planta, yeah, Planta restaurant in Toronto, and so they kept they held me down throughout the January, but I just realized that I love cheese too much, right? I and mean, that a was a thing. struggle. It is, and you know these like. Those like vegan cheeses are not real cheese, and so I usually try to stay away from like the processed uh, stuff anyway. So I don't do like mm-hmm. the because like the fake cheeses it looks like plastic and it doesn't melt when you cook it. So it's like uh, right, well, it's all have those natural oils. animal fats and oils, <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> so it's not yeah. gonna melt. And it's like all chemicals and like processed and like all these preservatives and like all this kind of stuff. And I'm just right. like, if you got to do all that, like it's just not not for you. And so yeah. yeah. But it was it was okay. Like, um, you know, it did feel like lighter and not as heavy. But did you have more energy? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, think I guess. Even if I did, even if I did, it's like, girl, it's cold out i can't go nowhere we still on lockdown and right where am i going to expend all this energy but um but yeah i was i would say it's just not for me it's just not for me yeah i mean i commend that i would never even try to be vegetarian let alone vegan um i do have a friend she's vegan and she's like on her instagram page she's shows like them doing the mean things to the animals and she's imploring everyone to oh, be no. but I'm like I just can't do it even like my boyfriend over the weekend we just made like homemade tomato soup in the instant pot with like grilled cheese sandwiches and he mm-hmm. so I was mm-hmm. like eating that, that, that gluten bread and it wasn't the mm-hmm. good gluten bread it was mm-hmm. like the grocery store gluten bread and I was just like this bread feels plasticky that's just not for me I love me. Shit, I don't need to eat turkey bacon because I believe that real bacon is pork bacon. So it's no chance I will ever even try. I'm not going to even play myself like that. Yeah, I mean, like, tense for them who, like, really do it. But if I was, like, really going to do it, then I just, I can't do all the processed stuff. Right. Like, that is not um, vegan bacon. Those are mushrooms. And you got to put, like, all this crap on it. And like try to make it taste like this, and they have like the vegan um, 
turkey and it's just like the head of cauliflower. I'm like, girl, don't play yourself with that. Right. Yeah, I haven't even had like the impossible um what is it? Impossible burger? Yeah, like impossible. I I do like the impossible meat better than the beyond meat. I think it's really tasty. But that's the, like that's the thing. Like but if you look at the ingredients list, it's like a whole bunch of crazy shit and I'm like, uh you'd probably be more healthy if you just cut all of that out anyway so mm-hmm. i yeah i just there's just stuff you just have to know you that you're giving up right right okay yeah but so what'd you do over the weekend oh so i um you know i'm a crafty person so my goal That's for in more ways than one right so my goal for this weekend was to um teach myself a new painting technique Oh gosh! How'd that yeah. go? <laughs> so I was in the I was in the basement for most of the weekend uh, trying to learn this thing. So I was using um, alcohol ink, mm-hmm. which um, you know got from the craft store. I got all my supplies, and I got like a one of those like construction masks that have like the two like huge ventilator things on the side. You have to like click in the cartridges, things like that. I have my goggles. Oh gosh! I was serious. I looked like Naomi Campbell on the on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> and um and yeah it was interesting like you have it's you know learning a new process it was like a lot of trial and error error but you know i i am enjoying the process of learning so i'll get better cute well, good yeah luck with that. Mm-hmm. i can't wait to see how you implement it into your um designs and other things yeah like i did um one the first one was just a, a complete failure <laughs> um the next like two were okay and then the last one i did is like a like a diptych so it's like two pieces that you can put side by side and that yes. one i'm gonna frame this one because it looks good oh my god send me pictures really, really i want to see i'm gonna have to commission you to do something for me <laughs> yeah like once i get the mat and um i'll mat it and then i'll send you the pictures cool cool but yeah it looked really nice good. yeah how was your weekend my weekend was good. Uh, my boyfriend and I just stayed in the house and cooked a lot of food and watched a lot of TV for the impending snowstorm. <laughs> um, you know, it kind of has been snowing more today than yesterday, uh, or you know, as anticipated. But it was cool. Um, you know, just nothing to do really but just stay in the house. It was cute because we did go for a walk. Um, after it had been snowing all day, we went for a walk at like. 7 30 at night and it was kind yeah. of like it was like still snowing and it was romantic and it was like just really cute to do that because it was the city was so quiet the snow was untouched and pure and like a virgin just, yes for the very first time it was just <laughs> it was it was cute i enjoyed that little moment we had and then um just watched a lot of tv but i do want to talk Ooh, about this watch? really good well, we got back. I'm trying to get him into the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he likes camp, and I don't think he likes. He he actually did enjoy the show, um, but it's just not his cup of tea. I I think. But he said it was good. He did enjoy it. But after watching one season, he asked to watch something else, <laughs> <laughs> which is fair. Which is fair, right? <laughs> but then um, we watched this movie that I absolutely loved and adored, and I think every gay man should watch it at some point it was called uncle frank okay it's on that amazon prime creepy. 
Well, it's not creepy at all. It's just about mm. this guy who's from South Carolina from oh, this little place called Creekville. Oh, Is that a real I place? That. I don't well, I don't know it. Well, Creekville, South Carolina. Let me see. Creekville, South Carolina. It's like um not too too far from oh there goes the liquor store the Walmart Supercenter what's the biggest city closest to it oh okay it's Charleston is the closest oh city. so it's near yeah 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 it's, it's by Lake it's below um Lake Marion mm-hmm. okay so he's from South Carolina and it kind of starts like at his father's birthday he's back home but he's the one member of the family that has like fled north to go to the cities and he's the only one in his family who's educated he's a little different and he is a professor at nyu and oh. his father doesn't like him and it goes he gay like, yes so he's oh, a gay he went professor. to the city and got turned out <laughs> <laughs> right but then it kind of goes into his backstory um it starts the the movie starts at his father's birthday and ends at his father's funeral so it starts in mm-hmm. south carolina then it's the middle of the movie in new york and it ends with him returning home and him returning to all his demons and unreconciled things up that he had with his father with being outed with being caught um and then the main character that he really connects with is his niece because his niece gets a scholarship to NYU and it's about her growing and connecting the family. It was just a really beautiful and touching story. And I was just in tears because I felt like, you know, being a gay man, there's certain things that we know from our experience, similar to just being black. You can't explain it, but when Mm -hmm. it was demonstrated on film so poignantly, so thoughtfully and so um, lovingly, it just brought me to tears in the end. And I don't want to give any spoilers. I really think you should go watch it. But it was a really, really good film. And he has his, um, his lover in the film is Middle Eastern. It's just really, it's so cute. It's so cute. And it takes place in the 70s. So oh, it's okay. really just an interesting story. It's called Uncle you, Frank. Go watch it. You know which movie I really want to see when it comes out is mm-hmm. the Supernova movie. With oh, Colin with Stanley Tucci? And Stanley Tucci. Yes, God. Yeah, that's your move. When does, yes, it is. It should or be coming out soon. Because I think, like, a lot... I don't know what they're going to do for the Oscars this year, but I feel like a lot of movies that will be, like, art house or art house films or Oscar contenders mm-hmm. are being released or have been released on Netflix or on these streaming services just due yeah. to the fact that uh, COVID is preventing us from sitting in a crowded theater eating mm-hmm. popcorn and watching a movie yep it comes out february 16th on streaming services perfect there's a lot yeah. of other movies i want to see on streaming services i just think i just need to go watch because i think it'll be a different way to engage with the oscars this year if they still decide to hold them they i read that they are but they're pushing them back to like april because usually it would be in what like, february yeah yeah february. yeah but I read they're pushing it back to like April-ish. I don't know if they adjusted like the the eligibility window. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like they have because of how late some of these films are being released. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Well, Let's yeah, see. that was my weekends in a nutshell. Um that's cute. You know, the weekend before I was out there in the streets, well, actually out there on them slopes. So, you know, I have to have a chill weekend. I'm not doing nothing for the rest of the month almost. The rest of February? 
Yeah, almost. That's a lie. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm not That's why I said almost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my bad, my bad. My oh, gosh. you know one thing one thing I did watch this weekend? What? <laughs> Have you seen Bling Empire on Netflix? I love it. And Kevin's oh, so hot. My God. Kevin. Can we talk about is... Kevin? Is he gay? Okay, so one of my friends who came on a ski trip that was up um, visiting from down down south, mm-hmm. we'll just say, uh, we were talking about Bling Empire, and he mm-hmm. reminded me that Kevin, the character, Kevin, the char- well, the, the, the person, not the character, uh-huh. but Kevin, is from Philadelphia. Yeah, he says it in the first yes. um, episode. He was born in 1986, so he's in my oh, age bracket, yeah. and my friend was like, I think he used to be a bartender at Shampoo. And I was like, you know what? I think you're right. Because oh my God. there used to be this Asian bartender that was like kind of white looking. I thought he was like half white, half Asian. And if you look at Kevin on the show Bling Empire, he does give you like more um, yeah. white. You know what I'm trying? I'm, uh-huh, I'm, like, uh-huh. I'm not being politically correct, but you right, know what I'm yeah. saying. Right? Mm-hmm. The fact that he's a model, he has that Asian look that's more Western, if you will. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Unlike, unlike the gay one on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one, both of them, their cheeks are way too pumped, but that's another one. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I, so, I, Kevin's very gay adjacent. Yeah. So Bling Empire is like the reality show version of Crazy Rich Asians. And so mm-hmm. these people are mostly first generation or second generation um, American. They come from Singapore, China, um, Korea. Um, but they are extremely, extremely wealthy wealthy but you know who i live for miss anna shea because she live where the money resides <laughs> anna, anna is uh, worth 600 million dollars the money is just well her family has like is weapons like, yes yeah, so, she's half russian mm-hmm. so like she's asian and russian girl she's not yeah. too messed with <laughs> okay okay and so She's like the older one. She's kind of like the mother of the the group. So I read that she actually wasn't even supposed to be on the show. That her because it's like she is not in the same age bracket. Definitely not. And and she always seems drunk slash high. (laughs) Definitely drunk. At least drunk, minimum. And so she um yes, I read that like her friend was either the producer or something on the show, and she was supposed to just like help out on set Mm -hmm. and like but she wasn't supposed to be filming and then at some point she filmed or she was in one scene and they were like okay we got to have you on there yeah she's very central to the show Mm -hmm. um but i will say that in in terms of reality show's sake it doesn't feel like a natural fit to your point it's not she's the asian auntie Mm -hmm. christine and her are kind of like battling for the matriarch role they want to hold I was going to say something derogatory. They want to hold the crown. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like all of these people have money. And Kevin, the hot hot model, is the the broke one because he's Korean and adopted by Americans. And it's just like his looks afford him access to these people. Yeah, yeah. And um, because they are like the, the other gay guy from Singapore. And they really never talk about him being gay. Um. 
they kind of allude to it. But they you allude know, I mean, to it, but you know. I mean, they, I feel like Kevin was giving more gay stuff than the other guy. Like, when Kevin put on that leather and that harness mm-hmm. and started sniffing them poppers, mm-hmm. I was like, child, you know exactly what this is. You got this from your roommate. <laughs> from his roommate. Child. But um, I, I love the show. I binged it uh-huh. in one day. Oh, um, wow. Girl. Yeah. Right. Chris, Did you see I, 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 I like the Carl, um, uh, Kylie Jenner Asian girl. I thought she Kim, was Or Kelly. What's her name? No, what's her name? I forget. I forget. Kim. I it's Kim. 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 But yeah, she's giving you very Kelly much. Kelly the Power Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> I did like Kelly's dog looks like my dog, but the ears are different. So oh, like yes, when the dog was on the... Eyes. Yeah, so when the dog was on screen, I was like, oh my gosh. But what you say about Kim? No, she Kim gives you Kylie Jenner. Like her whole aesthetic is like trying to be Kylie. Honestly, I had to do a double take because I thought it was mm-hmm. Kylie. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. It's a fun show. So you mm-hmm. know, I was really on that whole tip because you know, I watched. I also watched Bollywood Wives. I watched. You know, I love the whole Asian culture and their money. Their interaction with money is very different than ours, yeah. Westerners, yeah. right? Like. I think that everyone globally loves money, right? But I think here in the U.S., we are very much like land, houses, cars, and we sure we like a label. But these people on Bling Empire, they like a label to the next level. Yeah, like yeah. the whole conversation was just about, oh, is that Christian Dior? Is it ready to wear? I mean, the the level that yeah. they're obsessed to be the designer brands is on some other stuff. But yeah. they sure was fly. It was a bit heavy-handed with the labels and, and the money stuff sometimes, but I get that's what the show's about. But right. did you see Anna Shay's titties? No. <laughs> Girl. So Wait, it was when... Yes, yes, yeah. Oh, Anna Shay's French friend is hot. I'm sorry. What was Laurent. Laurent. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Um, she, was she invited Kevin over because she had, what, Dior um, do, like, a personal shopping thing for her, and they brought over all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she just changes like her top right in front of Kevin. She had on no bra. Her titties mm-hmm. are real. Yes, because they sat which down I, her knee. <laughs> which I appreciate it because, you know, usually when people get a little money, they go get plastic surgery and, you know, mm-hmm. they have this um, kind of desire to want to stay young and youthful, but them titties was old. <laughs> I mean, the face is old. She knows the jig is up. But listen, when you are worth $600 million, who cares what you look like? Nothing. I don't give a damn. (laughs) Because, you know, at that point, she can, like, buy buy and sell whole countries, you know? But I I did like her. Uh, Christine's whole backstory is really weird with her husband. Um, I feel like she don't like her husband. I feel like she don't like her son. I feel like... um, she just likes the status and the clothes. And right. Christine does dress cute, but the red and the wig? white. Yeah, the wigs are horrible. But I did <laughs> like when she had the birthday party, and she had on that red and white striped um, dress. It was so cute. It was super cute. Yeah. And then um, she's just so small and frail. It's just I, I love the show so much so that I tried to watch this other show called Sunset Social about um, mm. no no, Sing- no 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 Singapore Social. Sorry. Okay. About all the rich people in Singapore, but it just didn't hit the same like Blend Empire. Well, everybody in Singapore is rich, right? It's just insane, insane. I would go to Singapore and just look so poor. 
in Singapore. Tell you do that here. <laughs> okay, listen. I never looked for. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I looked for. I never looked for. Okay, you know, bitch. I I I styled up. I merchandised up some shoes. I dressed my Zara and my H and M up. Okay, don't come for me. I always need to look cute and original. <laughs> oh, mess. <laughs> my bad. My drink is talking to me. You know, sneak up. Uh, what are you drinking? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Bartesian Chronicles oh, again. Gosh. So, <laughs> so they have um, a line of drinks that are in the holiday collection, and okay. so I um, this week I'm drinking the apple spice. Some uh, what is it called? Oh, I don't forgot. Um, but yeah, it's like an apple spice drink. Mm-hmm. It gives you the mind, puts you in the mind of like a hot toddy. So this okay. one is, you know, apple, cinnamon. Um, it has whiskey and vodka. Mm-hmm. So pretty, pretty good, pretty strong as well. Lovely, child. Um. Being inspired from Uncle Frank and feeling all South Carolinian, I'm actually thinking about taking a birthday trip, but I was going to go to Charleston, but we'll talk about that offline. Okay. Um, I'm mm-hmm. having some tea vodka today. Firefly? Or the other one? Yes. No, okay. Firefly. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I, oh, I forgot how much I liked this. Mm-hmm. It's so tasty. It feels like That's my summer. Yeah, that's my summer cocktail. Yeah, you know, it's, it doesn't really go with the weather. It doesn't really go with uh, what we're experiencing. But I think that's why I chose this. Okay. It just feels okay. refreshing. feels like home. And it gets me fucked up. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get some categories this week. Do we have many categories for the week? Another slow week, but that's okay. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> right. If you think about, I, I saw a meme online, and it said the first four Wednesdays in January in twenty twenty one was a, um, an insurrection, mm-hmm. uh, impeachment, mm-hmm. an inauguration, inauguration, mm-hmm. and then GameStop. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> can I say I'm someone? I went to business school. I have a business major, a double major, and um. It's really true. Like you can just like pump and dump. Oh no, that's not the right phrase. Oh. <laughs> What's it called? Where, like you just learn things and you dump it. Brain dump. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Where you brain dump? Um, everything you learn in school. I I was trying to read last week about the whole GameStop situation. Mm-hmm. I st- I still don't understand. My understanding of it, and yeah, is that on Reddit, mm-hmm. which was, um, you know, Serena That's Williams, Serena's husband. Of, uh, yes. yeah, Alexis Ohanian. So he was, I don't really like the bob that he got right now, the long hair. Okay. Yeah, but other than that, you know, a haircut, do him some good, but. Mm-hmm. Um, he rich though, so right. Well, <laughs> exactly. He, he could look like Anna with the saggy titties and all, and I'll take it. Okay. 
<laughs> so he was basically saying that people went on Reddit or there's a Reddit forum. They created like basically a false kind of frenzy over these stocks. And they, it was particularly with GameStop, but also they did it like Starbucks and a few others. I can't remember the rest of them. But they create like these buying frenzies. The in AMC. The, um, yeah, AMC, the movie theater, which. Yeah, like, Nokia. Oh. You know, Nokia, Blackberry. And <laughs> it's like all the old failing brands. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. AMC went out of business. I don't know who still got a Nokia phone. And Blackberry, <laughs> ain't nobody trying to have that anymore. Right. And um, so, yeah, they just create this frenzy and then drive the stock prices up. And so GameStop went from like $9 to like 500 Right. It was crazy. Yeah. And I was just like, damn, people are making mad money over like night. But I mean, I used to know a lot about this studying finance and school and the stocks and the, all that. But I'm just like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, they're shorting the market. It's going to, the mm-hmm. bubble's going to burst and mm-hmm. all this is going to be over. And a lot of people are going to be out of their money. But I think it raised a lot of really interesting questions about like, who controls the economy, you know, all these rich people in these hedge funds can manipulate mm-hmm. the economy all day, every day. And as soon as, like, the little guy does it by banding together and having power in numbers, mm-hmm. it's a problem. And the people, like, who have that app, Robin Hood, like, Robin Hood yeah. is allowing people to purchase or pay out. It was just crazy. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think it got a lot of people really interested in the stock market and investments. Today, so that's good. They'll be on something else tomorrow. Right. That's true. As soon as the Kardashians release their next shit on Disney+. Plus. We got to get through the final season first. It premieres. Um... Oh, it hasn't come out yet. Mm-hmm. Oh. It premieres soon, though. Well, we'll see. I just want to see Stormy with her Birkin bag. <laughs> Today Sorry. is her birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Stormy! She's an Aquarius. <laughs> yeah, she turned three. Oh, or maybe it's tomorrow. Yeah. Hmm. Well, did you watch the Wendy Williams movie? Oh, partially. <laughs> okay, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. I... I found out that it was an event. An event meaning there was a feature film, mm-hmm. which was a dramatic production, and then there was a documentary. A documentary afterwards. Yeah, so first up, uh-huh. no, first up was Wendy Williams, the movie, and then... The documentary is called Wendy Williams, What a Mess. <laughs> colon, What a Mess? Perfect yes. title. It's not an official <laughs> documentary unless there's a colon. <laughs> have to have that. I think all Lifetime movies right. be having that, though. Right. A colon, a semicolon, a dash. Mm-hmm. Okay, so did you watch both? Or just one or the other? So I only watched part of the movie. Same. Where did, so I watched, did you get up to? Uh, I think I got to like the first hour of the movie because one, them commercials was killing me. I couldn't take it. It was just too many commercials for me. Then, okay. um, so the actress Sierra Payton played Wendy Williams. And so I guess I stopped like in the early part because she was um, like still like doing the radio thing. And it was <sighs> just, I hadn't even gotten to like the all the other stuff, like the more recent stuff. So you was waiting to get to the point where she was dressed up as a Statue of Liberty and fell out. 
that's the only really the only part I wanted to see. That's and the only I, part I didn't I see, to see it. It's <laughs> just so, so yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just I just couldn't because like one, she gave the essence of Wendy. Like you could tell Wendy was like, I want a skinny bitch playing me. Mm-hmm. She's she gives you a Wendy look, but she didn't give me like the Wendy persona, if if that makes sense. It absolutely makes sense because I was just talking to my mom, like trying to like find the words to describe why I thought it was a poor casting. My mm-hmm. mom watched it and she's like, "Oh, it was she did a good job at casting," and I was like, "Not really." Of course, mm-hmm. she's gonna find someone who is attractive to play her. Like mm-hmm. in terms of the look, the girl's way prettier than Wendy Williams, but there's a definite resemblance. Um, Wendy was never that skinny. Uh, that's that's just not that's not shade. That's just truth. Um, I felt like the girl gave me a Wendy vibe in her look. I personally felt as though, being someone from New Jersey, that the the, the accent the was forced. Voiceover was horrible. The voiceover was terrible. Yeah, and the uh the accent was forced. And again, when you said the essence of Wendy, it felt like the girl was trying too hard. She didn't become yeah. Wendy. It, was, yeah. it wasn't a Meryl Streep of a performance. No. You know? it, was, it wasn't even a Nicole Kidman or, or even a Janelle Monet for that matter. It was very much a, um, a lifetime production. But that's okay. Because that's who produced it, right? But yeah. um, I, 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 I actually paused the feature film to come uh, record this podcast and I'll resume afterwards. <laughs> Because it is entertaining. But I only got it to the point where she was fired from Hot 97. And now she's moved to Philadelphia. The Diddy. Well, Diddy, what? The, like, what? the Diddy issue, right? Didn't she get fired because of Diddy? Oh, maybe I wasn't paying attention that much. No. <laughs> Diddy makes... Oh, wait, because of Total? Because Total was outside of... Total, uh, yeah. Right, okay, so yeah, maybe it was yeah. Diddy. Okay, well, okay. um... All I know is that she had like a miscarriage. That's where I'm at now. Okay. But um, yeah, it's just like it, I feel like she's not being very honest. She's yeah, it's very editorialized. Mm-hmm. She just opens mm-hmm. up with like, okay, yeah, I was a fat like little girl, and then after that, I moved away from from home, and I just started doing coke because everyone did coke. It was the '80s, and then I was raped, and then I got an AIDS test because it was the '80s. It, it's just like. The character development, like what made you want to do coke? Right. What made you, you know, how did you handle being raped? Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's very skimming the surface of right. who Wendy is. Mm-hmm. But maybe because it's an event, you got that, that makes you want to watch a documentary. But that's just uh, my critique. No, I, yeah, I think for me, part, yeah, part of it was that it just didn't come off as authentic. And I know that, you know, when you, are you know are in a public eye or hell when you you know in your regular life be working down at walmart you don't want everyone to know everything about you that's why you know social media is curated is i'm only going to post the best stuff you know right. and it's like the highlight reel and so i feel like in this she was trying to give you like a little bit but then not too much Mm-hmm. But to me, it just came off as like, okay, Wendy, like, we, what are you hiding? Because it just, you can't just skim the surface on a project like this. And I know that, right. you know, you want to 
but your image is talking about everybody else's business and, you know, going in on them and getting all their tea, but you can't spill your own tea. I think we talked about this. We did. We did. And that's just the thing. Like, I I think I would have respected this so much more if she would have sat down potentially with better writers Mm -hmm. and really, like, exposed herself. Mm -hmm. Because in that, although it's a painful and very vulnerable process, I think that it does give you some power to control your narrative and to be honest. Because I feel like you cannot give us a... This is a a film version of a tell-all, right? Right. So I feel like after watching this, there's going to be so much more to tell. Exactly. Like, exactly. And, and I even feel like in a tell-all, you only get a good 60% at most of uh, all the tea. I feel like Wendy's only giving us like 20% at best. Yeah. And we just need more. And the, yeah, yeah, like you said, it's just not authentic. It's so curated. Yeah. And I think for me, it's that well, even I had problems with Mariah's memoir because I was like, mm-hmm. okay, girl, you could have gone a little bit deeper in the stories. And I know. What specifically? You're supposed. Huh? What specifically as it pertains to Mariah? This is about Wendy today. But... Okay. okay. <laughs> but yeah, just some of the stories, like. with So with Mariah, like some of the stories could have gone a bit deeper. Like we know, you know, some of the Tommy stuff, and she did give us a bit more, but. There was definitely a lot more she could have put in. And right. I get, you know, when you're in this kind of weird space where you want to protect, you know, everyone else's privacy and, you know, the right to their version of the story. But at the same time, you should be willing and able to tell yours um, as well. And so with doing a memoir, doing a Lifetime movie, you know, I just feel like if you're going to do it, do it. Like, right. Give us everything because there's not going to be a Wendy Williams, the movie part two. You know, there's not going to be a continuation of the story. This is your one chance to really give us the full tea. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the way, just the way it's set up, it's, it's not like it's, you know, going to be broken into parts. Like part one, I'm going to give you, you know, my childhood up until I went to college or part two, I'm going to give you when I moved to New York or part three, I'm going to give you, you know, the last 10 years of my life or whatever. So you can't go back now and be like, Oh, well, what really happened was this. And, you know, I went, I wanted to say this, but I didn't get a chance to. So I feel like it's just the opportunity lost. Like you, you either tell us everything or don't. Right. Just keep the whole thing. I I totally agree. Cause I feel like, you know, she's a legend in her own right in the radio world, in the gossip world. Uh, but Wendy doesn't really have traditional talents, let's say. So I don't think that there's natural gifts besides maybe just being bold, uh, which is not necessarily a gift or a talent. <laughs> right. just, you know, like you can find a bold bitch anywhere, a bold, bald bitch at that. But it's just, I feel like she could have given us so much more like i want to know like mm-hmm. come on so kevin really knew you did coke you were doing this coke all the time like i feel like she could have gotten more backstory about her parents mm-hmm. i don't know but again i've only watched about half the film i still have to wait to see her fall and um <laughs> i'll deliver the other half of my opinion after that okay next week yes next week you know wendy you didn't make your life a two-part series we will <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh I don't think we have anything else for the week, do we? 
No, again, it's been a really slow week. Okay, there you go, Wendy. You never thought you'd have your own category out of all, <laughs> did you, girl? Category is Wendy Williams. And that's it. Top prize. She wasn't chopped. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, let's get to the next segment of the show. It's time for I Said What I Said. What's your I Said What I Said? Switching gears from like frivolous mess to something really serious. Uh, Myra said what I said this week goes to um, the whole Republican Party, less like five people in the Senate, um, but the whole of the Republican Party because they created this whole mess. And right, I think that you know the way that American politics works is that people mm-hmm. are like you know only interested every four years when there's a presidential election, not realizing that all politics are local, how there are checks and balances, the interworkings and the integration of our defense with government. Um, that's the judicial, legis- legislative, and executive, if you don't know. And, um, you know, just our political system. And I think that just, you know, as someone who does care about politics, who watches the news, I also kind of have some <clears throat> disgruntled feelings with the U.S. media. And not that I'm on some Trump shit, because I do believe in a, fee- a free press. However, I think that, you know, in losing Trump, we lost something, right? When he when he got on that little helicopter and left and didn't go to the inauguration because <laughs> he's a little bitch... For, you know, we lost something in terms of the American public and how we interacted with the news, especially people who are what I will call political hobbyists, people who like at MSNBC or CNN or Fox News on 24-7, right? We all mm-hmm. know these people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that for four years we had, even actually more than that, because if you have, you have to start at the beginning of the, of the election cycle, we had like sensational news every other day. Trump was saying some ridiculous shit tweeting some ridiculous shit he can't tweet he's not on the news anymore and i feel like the Mm -hmm. news keeps bringing up trump in places that he need not be brought up like even today i was watching the um white house uh press secretary with jen saki and they were asking her about trump and she was like we don't care about trump like he's not here anymore and i'm paraphrasing she didn't say it like that (laughs) she was just like she's just like uh he ain't got nothing to do with nothing maybe you should go ask a republican or go ask somebody else but we're talking about what we're doing we're not we don't focus on trump that's in the past and i feel like because that was ratings for the news for so long right Mm -hmm. they don't know what to do because he brought so much sensationalism and spectacle that it boosted their ratings and so now i think they're scrambling and they're trying to get ratings from other places and one of those people i feel like they're trying to get ratings from other extremists in the republican party one of which of note has been the Marjorie Taylor Greene subhuman. Mm-hmm. And I I think this woman is terrible. I think she's disgusting. I think she is vile. I think she is scum of the earth. I think it is just absolutely abhorrent that she denies that children were killed at school shootings at, um, is it Parkland? And at um, the one in Sandy Hook, yeah, and Sandy Hook. Like, she legit thinks that people are hiding their children in their basements so that they can challenge the NRA to get gun laws in place. Well, that should happen way over 10 years ago, and we still don't have gun laws, so it's not a good strategy. <laughs> and why would someone, I think, as a parent or as a human being, 
and I'm not a parent, the most painful thing I could think of in the world is losing your child. I think it is unnatural. I think that it is um, a pain and a hurt that is so deep that you will never recover from it. Mm -hmm. And that is not something that anyone would ever lie about. So to sit here and accuse people of lying about losing their child to mass shootings in the school place is a big fuck you to many Americans. And then for the unmitigated gall of them to place her on the education committee is just a slap in the face. It's like a doubling mm -hmm. down on that. And you know, today there was all these people who um, lost their children in school shootings kind of confronted her and now she rescinded her um, previous statements that got her elected by these nut jobs. And she says, oh, I know that this shooting actually happened. You know what? Go shove your fucking apology up your ass, you dumb bitch. She needs to be removed from office. She needs to be, you know, tried. She just needs to be totally taken out of her political system because it's being taken over. I feel like the, it's being taken over by these nut jobs. But I also think the media likes them because it sensationalizes the news. Right. And then there's all these people who, because either they're so mentally or intellectually inept that they can't understand how things work. They don't have a basic understanding of government or just science or just life that they ascribe to these conspiracy theories and these nut jobs are getting into office and impacting everyday people's real lives. And it has to stop. Like, you know, the fact that Margie Taylor Greene thinks that the California wildfires were caused by Jewish bankers who launched a laser from the sky is insane. There was another guy who was a damaging... I think he was in somewhere down south. He was damaging coronavirus vaccines on purpose because the ones that have to be kept cold, mm -hmm. he was taking them out the freezer, ruining them, and they were being administered to people. So now those people had bad vaccine put into them. Mm. And he believes that, you know, the sky was put up by the U.S. government to block us from seeing God. And, like, it sounds so preposterous and so ridiculous, but these are actually what people think. And it's just gone too far, and I, I I feel like I'm searching for someone to blame, but I'm blaming the United States education system. I'm blaming the culture overall in terms of promoting anti-intellectualism, and I am blaming the media, and fuck all y'all. Because this is what it has produced, and I said yeah. what I said. Yeah, it's um, horrible, because when you look at it, like... <sighs> The Republican Party used to be considered the party of the elite and everyone was so rich and like so white and so educated. And, you know, with the orange person, he kind of tapped into something which was like the backwoods people. And, you know, because there's a lot when you look at it, there's geographically, there's a lot more rural areas than are urban. And so he tapped into these fears or ideals that they held and he capitalized on it and you know culminating in january 6th when all that happened um down at the capitol but he and the republican party are feeding off of that and mm -hmm. i don't think so like the hope was that oh once he's gone then you know the party will go back to normal but now they're like centering people like cindy mccain in arizona and um uh rice in south carolina and anyone who um opposed the clown or voted mm -hmm. for him to be impeached they're just raising a bunch of hell because they feel like they you know will lose their 
access and proximity to power if right. they go against him. And when you look at it, um, Marjorie is from the like 14th district in Georgia. It's a very rural part of North Georgia. She ran unopposed because like the guy who was um, running against her, uh, the Democratic candidate, he withdrew <clears throat> from the race. Um, very early on, so there was like no one running against her, and it was just like, uh, okay, right. But instead of like rejecting and repelling these um, ideas, you know, the Republican Party now is embracing them because they feel like they might lose that, you know, if they go against it. And when you think of it, from and you live in rural Georgia, and uh-huh. you make. Um, a hundred and what seventy four thousand as a as a representative as a senator whatever, right? That's a lot of money when the right. average salary is like twenty eight thousand, right? So you ain't trying to lose that. You'll do what you got to do, say what you got to say, in order to keep that. So I just I just think that's what a lot of it is. But again, I think these are people who don't understand our 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 government they don't understand constitution they don't understand law they don't have morals and these are people who are trying to follow in the foots of the reality star president and they're willing to do say whatever they need to to be famous it's just become about fame Mm -hmm. it's become about being uh you know it didn't just start with trump you know Mm -hmm. we can go we can go back to palin and even before her but this is the legacy that we are dealing with because of these choices that people like, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Josh Hawley, and Lauren Bobart, all oh, her, that bitch. her girl, like, girl, you don't even got a fucking GED, bitch. You a dumb <laughs> bitch, bitch. You can't even get a job down at Enterprise rent a car, bitch. But you making laws for people? You a whole fucking felon. Felons can't vote, but they can be U.S. representatives. Miss me with the bullshit. But I just think it is a travesty. It's a disgrace, and I think that we're doomed as a, as a nation. And I'm just trying to get my shit together and go elsewhere. So I'll see y'all in five. Can I say what I say? Is your I said what I said for the week? Speaking of another travesty and abomination, mm-hmm. I want to talk about these uh celebrity food collaborations what because they need to stop because they're just doing ridiculous shit so recently you had like the travis um scott have his thing at mcdonald's and then somebody else has something at mcdonald's and it's just like i want a burger with like no pickles and like that's not a anything that you can't get at mcdonald's on the regular but anyway so the gays on Twitter are going crazy for these Lady Gaga Oreos. Mm. Oh, Have yeah, the chrom- Chromatica Oreos. I've been looking yeah. for them to get my boyfriend some. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want him to stay fat? No, 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 no stay fat because my man's not fat. Don't do that, first of all. But it's just a snack. It is cute and it's a novelty. No, ma'am. They look like your stomach is going to be hurting. So Lady Gaga released these pink and green Oreos. So the cookie is pink. And the cream on the inside is like this bright green. They should have just called them 
Alpha Kappa Alpha Oreos. <laughs> Those wow. are their colors. But Madam yeah. Vice President Oreos. Exactly. Y'all should have the Kamala on the on the package. But no ma'am. They look disgusting. And we did not need this. Like I get, you know, celebrities wanna, you know, have a coll- collaboration with a brand and like really get out there and do, but do a makeup line, do like. No, don't do a makeup you know. line. Because J Lo and Rihanna and and Pharrell and everybody else and their mama doing that too. That's true, but do something other than cookies, because nobody asked for that. Right, especially the gays. Like, know your know your target market. You know, the gays don't eat. You know how many cocktail parties I threw for the gays and wasted all my food? Well, they might be bottoming. (laughs) (laughs) Probably accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, (laughs) you never know. But these ingredients are a mess. It's got, like, palm oil, all these yellow number five and... Blue number one, red 40, artificial flavor. Oh, no, man. Y'all could have kept that. I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. I don't see the natural link between um, Chromatica, which is like just an okay Billy Gaga album and some Oreo cookies. But I mean, I guess it's cute to have a little like endorsement or deal, but it just doesn't seem like the most natural right. or organic right. or connected. Um, know project right but i do love me an oreo and i do love that song rain on me so is that the one with um so you know if i could snag me a little bag or a lady gaga (laughs) oreos i'm gonna snag me a little bag and i am gonna eat them this gay got a cart full he took all the oreos from target and things like this they need to have like a you know Two box limit, you know. <laughs> but I don't know if I would even like them because I do not like the carrot cake Oreos, and you know carrot cake's my favorite cake. Mm-hmm. I do like the red velvet Oreos, but I do like the vanilla Oreos. I do love okay. vanilla. But yeah, no. No thanks. Oh my gosh. Well, this is the final segment of the show. It's time for tens, tens, tens across the board. Who is your tens this week, Maurice? So speaking of cookies. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I was chatting with my friend in London like last week, and mm-hmm. we had like an informal kind of cookie swap. So he gave me his recipe for chocolate chip cookies, and then um, I gave him mine for my my brown butter toffee um, cookies. Okay. And um, so then, anyway, while we we're talking, he was mentioning this show called "It's a Sin" on. Uh, Channel 4, I believe, is the the station. Oh, I read about this. Oh, my God. You have to see this show. Mm. So it's a five-part miniseries. It's um, set in the... It starts off in the 80s and then it continues up through the 90s. And mm-hmm. it's about um, the HIV and AIDS epidemic, how right. it impacts this group of friends. It was everything. Like, what what like streaming services on? Is it available in the U.S.? It'll be available very soon in the U.S. Okay. What, what uh, service? Uh, I don't know. You have to Google that. Okay. Also, 
Happy LGBT plus history month to our UK listeners. Yeah. But go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, but yeah. So it, 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 um, is by Russell Davies who did Queerest Folk. Um, (laughs) also, so it follows this group of, I want to say like five friends and, you know, in London in the eighties, once the, um, the HIV epidemic starts and then just follows, you know, their lives and their interactions. And it is difficult to watch at times because, you know, like you said, as a gay man, you know, you kind of have these stories that can only be understood by, you know, our groups, but it was very, very well done. It sounds very kids to me. Who? Did Did you ever see the film Kids? No. Like nineteen vibes, but like you know, um, you know, it's it just it, from from your explanation, it's giving me very kids with like Rosario Dawson and Chloe Sevigny. Oh, you know, I ain't watched nothing with Rosario. <laughs> okay, all right. So, all right. So, yeah. Sorry, I interrupted. No, no, no. It's good, but it is good. Um, it's about forty-five minutes each episode, and they kind of. Yeah, just tell the story and the struggle and just everything that, you know, that group went through at the time. It's, you know, still something that the community is dealing with today. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just good. It was probably going to be on the short list for best TV show of 2021. Because oh, it was wow. good. Episode three, like, stabbed me in the heart because it was... <sighs> so sad but... yeah, yeah. I've, I've been reading a little bit about it so I'm, mm-hmm. i can't wait to watch it when it's yeah. available over here and miss the royal country <laughs> <laughs> but tens for y'all it was good awesome i'm gonna give my tens this week to uh an organization who we have heavily criticized here on this very podcast who we have challenged who we have given pushback to and criticism and who we have also praised um but i think that the effort of the of the work of this movement, um, the collectiveness of this movement, and how it has changed things uh, in recent history, you know, I have always admired it, and I have thought it significant, and I have thought it important. Um, prior to it getting a nomination for a Nobel Peace Prize, and that is a Black Lives Matter movement. Um, they are nominated for Nobel Peace Prize, which is a very noble right accolade pun intended and um i think that you know being my age and growing up with the traditional civil rights movement of marches and sit-ins and seeing people getting hit by uh water cannons and uh you know martin luther king malcolm x you know um, among others i had a very nostalgic and romanticized view of what i I believe civil rights is supposed to be, but I think that sometimes when we're living in the present, we don't think that or recognize or can really contextualize that we're even living history. But like just thinking about it this weekend, I was like, wow, I'm tired of living through all these historical moments. Like mm-hmm. I've lived through 9/11, I've lived through you know coronavirus, I've lived through Black Lives Matter, all of these historical moments that are compounding. And it can be an uh, emotional toll on you. And I think that the way we view it, because we're presently living through it, will be viewed very differently in the mm-hmm. future. It'll be read about very differently in history books and 
you know, my grandnieces and nephews will be coming to me like, oh, you lived through that? I'm like, yeah, child. <laughs> Where were you when this happened? Right, right. I will know because I know on so many of these major, major incidents, um, you know, living through this crazy fascist ass president, like it's just been so much. But I think that Black Lives Matter, you know, the fact that it's not because this organization is being recognized for a Nobel Peace Prize or being awarded or nominated rather. It's just it kind of did have, give me pause for like, wait, Justin, slow down. You are actually living through history and this will be read about and this is the way that people protest and organize and communicate and engage. And the internet has been such a powerful force to do great harm and do great good. And I just think that it is it was that nomination really made me reflect on the time and space that I take up now and that I am actually living history, which I think we often forget. Um, but I am so proud of all of the um, organizers, founders, and all those who participated in the movement itself because it has been life-changing and will continue to be life-changing. So in history-making, especially. So tens to the Black Lives Matter movement. And happy Black History Month. Yes. And speaking of, I'm going to give another tens to our great auntie, Cicely Tyson. You know, we just lost her the other day. Yes. Yes. Tony Award winner, Emmy Award winner, all kind of award winner, presidential medal. Award winner. Well, it was honorary, but. Still. We're going to take it. We're going to take it. Yes. (laughs) Member, Member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Um. Just her career was just something that people can just even hope and wish to be because Mama did the damn thing, broke down so many barriers and lived to the great age of 96 years old. Mm -hmm. Just everything. A long-lived, beautiful, full, and rich life. You know, like, with her passing, I was sad, but, you know... Some people were comparing it to like, you know, Kobe Bryant. I'm like, this is so different. Yeah. Like, you know, she yeah. lived a long, full life. Mm-hmm. This wasn't a tragic, unexpected loss at a young age. Like this was just she is mama has lived and she got her roses while she could smell them. Mm-hmm. And she did well. Godmother did well. to Lenny Kravitz. I didn't know that until recently. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my, my um my husband. <laughs> oh, we gonna fight. I guess we're all <laughs> for you, Cicely Tyson. You, your career was amazing. You will be truly, truly, truly missed. Absolutely. All right, but well, that was a great first show for Black History Month 2021. It was, it was. We won't keep it coming. All right. Yes. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Category Is Podcast, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Category Is. Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at CategoryIsPod.com.